The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Oh my goodness. It is episode 100 of the Email Marketing Show. And we thought it would have been a very special episode. We'd actually do something a bit different, which is take you behind the scenes and share with you what does a week in the life over at Email Marketing Heroes actually look like? Everyone's imagining this big grand castle now, the Email Marketing Heroes Towers, where everything, it's actually just Kennedy's house and my house, but there you <laughs> yes. go, and our staff's houses. Uh, before we get into that, though, if you would like our list of the top 10 books that we recommend you read if you want to improve your email marketing, and they're not all email marketing books, in fact, most of them aren't, there's a, a distinct lack of email marketing books in the world. Uh, so we, ha- we recommended other books that will help you level up with other skills that will really help you out. You'll find that at uh, emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash resources along with some other stuff lovely stuff it is too he finds it really calming to sort laundry into different piles no wonder he's the housewife's favorite it's comedy hypnotist robert temple and he collected teenage mutant ninja turtle toys as a kid which is a very masculine thing to collect as a child i think his favorite was the orange one michelangelo it's the psychological mind reader kennedy So presumably you watch the TV show as well. I, I used to watch it every morning with breakfast. Sweater! Yes, I did. I loved it. I don't remember any of it, though, other than the fact there were four turtles. They had those eye mask bands, you know, the, whatever you call those on. <laughs> eye masks. Sounds like they're going to have a nap. The Teenage Mutant Napping Turtles. <laughs> they're a very different show. And Splinter was their sensei, and he was a rat. That's right. With a purple dressing gown on. Yes. I can't remember the name of the bad guy though, the guy who was like a, a brain and a stomach. Don't remember that at all. Ah, yes. Hello. This is the show where we give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to do psychology driven email marketing in your business. I mean, the email marketing hero of your business. And we've got a brand new episode here every single email marketing Wednesday. Now, of course, people have decided that they are sadists and that they are going to continue to make me more and more annoyed and more and more angry by carrying on this nonsense about email marketing Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, it, there's been some good banter in the Facebook group about it, actually. Yes, and there's people like that posting has. every even before I get up in the morning. There's like hashtag email marketing Wednesday. So uh, thank you for uh, all of your support on that. Uh, actually, it'd be really good if you take a screenshot of yourself listening to this this show, listen to this very episode, episode 100 after all, and ta- hashtag Email Marketing Wednesday on Instagram. We're over there. We're on the Twitter. We're on the Facebook. Definitely go and do that. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on a single episode of the show. So, Rob, usually this week we would have a guest, wouldn't we? We usually have a guest because we it was just you and I last week. It'll be you and I next week. But with it being the 100th episode, we thought, let's do something a little bit different. Yes. So we're going to be taking you behind the scenes of kind of how our business runs day to day. What do we actually get done? What do we not get done? Who does what at Email Marketing Heroes in order to get our business going? I guess we should probably just set some context for what that looks like. So the first thing is we're now a remote team. Up until February 2020, we had an office, but we eventually went remote. And actually, that's that's worked out a treat for us. So we're all remote. There's some of us are here in the northeast of England. We've got a couple of members of staff in India. 
We've got a member of staff in Nigeria. We've got a member of staff in Colombia. And we're growing out all of the time. We're going to try and have somebody representing every country. Uh, every like country big- ending in ear, actually. <laughs> yeah, like some big email marketing World Cup. Um, and basically, that's that's kind of our setup. Um, and yeah, so, so we'll, we'll take you behind the scenes on how that all looks and what happens. One of the things that's really important to us as we are continuing to grow the, grow the team is that we're growing the team for a really particular reason, and that is to make sure that we improve the experience for our customers, our subscribers, all that sort of stuff. And obviously, there's only a certain amount of time and hours in every day and mental bandwidth that you and I can actually give people, right, Rob? So... What we want to do is we've got our eye on certain things in the business that we really want to get done to improve certain elements of it, certain things we can deliver. And we can only do that by hiring people. And one of the bits of advice we were given years and years and years ago was that you should always hire people who are better than you. So, for example, Linda, who heads up our customer support, is like the flipping best person. She's better than you. She's better than me at customer support and helping people and figuring out anyone's issues way better than us and, and similar for everybody and i mean rob your art artistic skills are not great so we've got a full-time illustrator in perul in india um who, who's who's nailing that stuff so the point is to not create a team so that oh you can't have any robin kennedy time it's not that it's it's making sure that we can turn up for well when it absolutely positively has to be rob or kennedy Right. And that's one of the questions we ask on everything. And and actually, more and more, one of the things we're currently working on getting better at is stopping ourselves from being a bottleneck within the business. So, for example, we had a team meeting this morning and initially we were like, great, so we'll get those graphics designed. Then uh, Kennedy and myself will glance at them and make sure they're OK and make any you know suggestions or amendments or anything. And actually, after that meeting, we said, no, hang on a minute, that needs to not happen. The person we hired, we hired because we know, like and trust them. We trust them to be able to do the job. Let's give them the autonomy to just make the decision. Is it good enough or is it not? And yeah. one day, don't get me wrong, if I'm browsing around our stuff and I see something, I think, oh, that's not going to work because, then of course I'm going to report that back. But actually, there's no point in being a bottleneck in, in the business and just getting in the way of decisions being made and stuff happening. Um, in terms of where we're at right now, we've got a business that's turning over sort of six figures-ish a year, uh, mid six figures a year, which is a lovely place to be. Um Bear in mind, this particular brand only started uh, uh, November 2019, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're not like a mega business. We're not like doing millions or anything like that. We, uh, you know, we might might do a million this year, maybe. We've got a a decent chance, I think. We'll definitely get close. uh, if, If we don't hit it, we'll definitely be pretty close. Yeah, and for us, that revenue number is not like going, oh, we've made a million quid, because we certainly haven't got a million quid. It's about, for me, it's definitely a measurement of the amount of impact we're able to have on how many people we can really spread the word about this really good email marketing stuff. And and speaking of that, we are always absolutely amazed when people say to us, I really want to do, I really want to get, you know, to grips with my email marketing, but I just haven't got time. I'm just so so busy, you know, so busy, um, which always reminds me of Dan and Lloyd. Nolten, yeah, <laughs> no, do their, yeah, their video oh, so about busy. networking. I'm so busy. Yeah. Um, if you've not seen their videos, they're, they're really fun. But yeah, people always say, and like, well, not always, a lot of people do say to us, I'm just so busy, I haven't got the time, how do you, have, and Rob has this great phrase where he says, I don't understand what else you're doing. <laughs> like, right. and it is, I mean, it sounds really harsh, but like, tell us what you mean by that. Yeah, so I mean, basically, 
most, the vast, vast, vast majority of our sales, like, I don't know, maybe 90% of our sales, if I had to guess, come from email. Sure. The other 10%, you can't eradicate that. That's people who find about you through word of mouth or just look at your website and go and buy stuff. But like the vast majority, 90%, I would guess, of our sales come from email. And so we don't have time not to do email. Like we couldn't afford not to do email. Our business would dry up if we didn't do email. And then that makes me wonder, well, what's everyone else doing in that time? And so the truth is when when uh, Kennedy and I look at our business, we've quite regularly sat down, uh, especially, uh, you know, a few months ago, we're getting to grips with it now, but a few months ago, Kennedy would say, what else should I be doing today? You know, what else could I be doing? And I'll reply and say, well, there's nothing I can think of that you could be doing. Like, so just go and take the day off, go and play on your PlayStation, go and do something else. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the time, I think what we tend to do is we tend to invent stuff that we could be doing in order to do it, feel like we're being productive and feel like we're getting loads done. And maybe you are getting loads done, but maybe it's stuff that doesn't really need to be done or doesn't particularly move the needle. You as the business owner should actually be focused on doing the stuff that, that makes sales. And that's always going to be email. Totally. And you want to be making sales short term. So there's going to be activities in your business which make sales now. And there are also going to be activities in your business which are setting up sales for the future. And without them, you're never going to be able to scale. You're never going to be able to grow. So you want to be building campaigns and systems and stuff in your business which are making sales now and going to make sales in the future. So let's take a look at literally the week in the life at Email Marketing Hero. So, I mean, basically it starts off, our week, well, my week kind of starts off on a Sunday actually. And basically on a Sunday, that's when I look at our social media channels. I look at the Email Marketing Show Community Facebook group, the uh, the Robin Kennedy Email Marketing Heroes Facebook page. I look at our Instagram, at Robin Kennedy. And I look at what's the content we're going to create for. And I I plan out all that content in one sitting and I record maybe six videos and uh, I create a whole bunch of graphics or brief the graphics and I create all of that stuff. Now, I'm, what I'm currently doing, the reason I'm doing all of that is because I'm creating a system that at some point, when we can afford to, we'll hand on to somebody else to create those assets. And they will brief Rob and I on, okay, I need Rob to do a video about this, I need Kennedy to do a video about that, and then I've got everything else I need to do. So it's about creating those processes for the week ahead. And I do that in, I would say, I, I would guess about two hours, maybe 90 minutes, but I reckon let's just be be mean about it two hours on a Sunday the reason I choose to do it on a Sunday that sounds insane is because our staff are not in on a Sunday and Monday to Friday Rob and I well our job mate is really to support our staff uh, is, is a major part of our job right so Monday to Friday we've got slack going off how do I do this and where's that and is this okay and we've got we're supporting the staff with stuff that's above and beyond the the day-to-day normal stuff so on a Sunday there's nobody pinging us. There's nobody sending us a, a Slack message. So I can just get in the creative zone. So Sundays, I create all the most of the ideas and most of the content for the social channels. So then Mondays come along. Yeah. And so we get to grips on a Monday. So first of all, every single day of the week, um, every member of staff checks in on Slack and says good morning and then checks out at the end of the day saying, I'm signing off for the day now. Now, of course, their days will start and end at different times based on time zones, based on the amount of hours that they work, based on how they divide up their time. But for the most part, everyone checks in on a morning and checks out on an afternoon. So our first bit really is we all check on on a, on a, on a Monday morning. Everybody then just gets on with the stuff that they know they have to do. Linda's working on customer support, Barul's working in graphic design and all of those stuff. Colin's obviously 
developing all of the tech stuff that goes on here. And Kennedy and myself, we kind of sometimes won't even talk at all unless there's something very specific where one of us has had an idea and we think, actually, let's dig into some of the strategy behind what we're doing. Let's just make sure we kind of know what we're doing for this week ahead. And in which case we might jump on a call and that could be uh, a Google Meet, it could be a Zoom, it could be a WhatsApp video call. And we'll literally, just, it depends on where we are at the time because our, I think our biggest value in all of this uh, personal value is sort of flexibility and freedom to be able to do the things we want when we want and be wherever we want. So we can jump on a call anywhere. I can call him on the old-fashioned phone if I'm out and about and, and be on my AirPods. And we tend when to you say talk- that, I feel like there should be like a rotary phone in the corner of the room. You yeah. know, and a call me like, click, 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 nine. Click, yeah. click, click. Why did nine, nine, nine? Why is it all the way at the end? Anyway. <laughs> so basically we're working on the strategy stuff on a Monday but again we tend to do very little hands-on work that day it tends just to be okay great let's just keep an eye on what's coming around the corner what what um what promotions have we got coming up is there anything urgent like we try and avoid anything ever becoming urgent or critical we try and keep everything so it's it's you know well down the pipe when we're working on it mm. and, and the point of that day is is to go okay I've had this idea over the weekend because I think most ideas happen certainly for me when I'm sort of switched off when I'm not in the day-to-day doing the stuff making the things happen writing the whatever writing that email blah 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 when my brain is like having time off or I'm going for a walk or I'm just you know spending time with Emma or whatever that's when your brain goes oh you connect these two dots of creativity and then you've got this idea and that's what kind of would discuss on a Monday and that's what we do. I mean, pretty much every week we're sort of chatting about, oh, what, I wonder what we could do about that. Or how can we make that bit of the email system better? Or how can we, um, is there a different angle we can sell the league from or something like that? We'll talk about that on a Monday. Tuesdays, generally, we don't do any work in this business at all. We might do some of the stuff in our other businesses, or frankly, I often just chill out i'll watch tv i'll play my playstation i'll meet friends i'll 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 kind of do whatever i think you kind of do similar stuff yeah more or less nothing on a tuesday really uh thursdays are the same we'll come on to that in a second but thursdays are kind of the same obviously there are a handful of exceptions so sometimes we will just have a well there's a meeting we want to have with somebody and for whatever reason they can only do tuesdays and that meeting is important to us and therefore we'll bend and buckle a little bit to make that meeting happen. But generally speaking, as, as time has gone on, we've got more and more to the point where, and we'll talk about this a bit more, but where I look at my calendar and Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday, I've got nothing booked in at all. I've got no appointments, I've got nowhere to be, I've got nothing that needs needs yeah. to be done. Obviously, Kennedy and I will have a Monday chat, but it's not like booked in. This is important, actually. Our Monday strategy call that we talked about, it's really flexible. It Sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it happens in the afternoon. Sometimes it happens in the morning. And usually it's actually prompted by the fact that Kennedy's had an idea or I've had an idea. It's not nailed into our calendar that Kennedy and Rob are on Zoom all morning talking through the business strategy. It's just, oh, I've had this idea. Should we have a chat about it? And if for any reason one of us couldn't do it, then it would just get moved around a bit. So I love the days personally where I look, I don't know about you, mate, but I love the days where I look at my calendar for tomorrow because I always look at tomorrow and see well, what's on tomorrow. And I've got nothing in at all, nothing booked in whatsoever. I like those days. Yeah, I like those days as well. I mean, and obviously we'll make exceptions. Like we've got a promotion that we're going to be we're working on right now, which is coming down the line in a few weeks, uh, which we'll be telling you about uh, on the show a little bit later, but uh, well, in a couple of episodes time. But basically we... 
we, we'll, we, tomorrow we're recording a video that goes along with that promotion because that's what needs doing. That's fine. But I think a lot of people feel like they need to put meetings in their calendar so they feel like they're organised and productive. Well, if you're just making up stuff to, to fill the friggin' time, then you're not. We you used to well do it. Be, and we, would, off. we used to do it and we would get on calls and say, right, what are we supposed to be talking about here? Uh, yeah. It was and completely think, pointless. What a waste of time. Yeah, and the, what's really nice is, and I had this little idea, and I did a little Instagram about it a little while ago, a little Instagram story, and that is people fill their calendar up. And it's like that whole thing of, oh, I've got to fill the time. I've got to fill all that time. And we, I, we used to do it with meetings. We would just have meetings with everybody. Everybody would email you. You meet somebody because you're on a podcast or you're in a, on a live, and people go, oh, it'd be great to have a meeting. We'd go, yes, here's my calendar link, and we'd book them in. And then we thought, Why? <laughs> And you'd get on those calls with other people too and go, so what, what do we want out of this? I want to have a chat. And the honest truth is, I mean, me personally, I'm quite ignorant. Like I, I want to chat to my friends uh, or, you know, if there's a real purpose to a meeting, but I don't book in calls with people who I don't really know for the purpose of having a chat. Right. I've got friends I can chat with. Yeah, and that's the thing. So I have this little idea of, um, it's about the quality of the meetings that you have, right? So what if... If you right now have loads of meetings, what if you were told you're only allowed two meetings a week? It's all you're allowed. How would that affect the quality of the actual meetings that you have? And you would go, but whenever anybody messages you and says, hey, it'd be great to have a catch up, would you go, would you go quickly and book that meeting? Or would you go, I don't know if that's going to be... I mean, there's meetings you can have for fun. And that's not a meeting. That's you hanging out with your friends. Like, I've got some really good friends who I met through the marketing world, like my friend Beck, who I meet every couple of weeks and would just shoot the breeze and have a bit of crack. But it's it's not a meeting as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Now, now to play devil's advocate on, on, on our approach quickly, you could argue that if you have 100 meetings a week, one of those uh, one of those might turn into this incredible opportunity. And if you only do two meetings a week, you would never have got that opportunity because you didn't know the opportunity was there. You can totally yeah. argue that. Totally. But I value the freedom and flexibility over this mass numbers game you know, it's like going on a million dates and hoping to meet the one. I value the freedom and flexibility of choosing the opportunities I want to take over that possibility. Yeah, it's a bit like business networking events. You know, the reason we stopped really going to most of those is because we realised actually wading through the nice people to find an opportunity that was suitable for us was just not worth the the, the time investment. Right. So let's get through to Wednesdays because Wednesdays we call I call them email marketing Wednesdays. <laughs> Stop it. Um. And uh, but the reason for that is that's when we intensely work. So we record this podcast one Wednesday a month. Shock horror. Yes, we didn't record this today for you. I'm sorry. We recorded this. Uh, you know, sometime in the past. We batch record these podcasts only on the first Wednesday of the month. That's episodes of Just Rob and I and episodes with guests. And you'll know we are able to attract some really big name people in the world of online digital marketing. And we just say to them, we record on the first Wednesday of the month. And I don't think we've ever had anyone, especially the massive names, say, oh, I can't do Wednesdays because I only record on these days. That's not how it works. If you're a guest on a podcast, it tends to be you record when the when the podcast records. The other way around, you have to be flexible. So when we go through our sprints of guesting on people's podcasts, yes, we are up a bit later at night. We're online at eight o'clock at night. We're on a, on, on a Tuesday, on a Saturday sometimes. Like we've done all of that stuff and we'll, we'll probably do it again as well. And what's 
What's interesting about that, though, is most people don't have the same rigidity of rules that we do with our podcast. So most of the time we can still book in as guests on Wednesdays because most people just have their calendar open all the time. So we can most of the time just go, well, have they got anything on a Wednesday? Great. And if they haven't got anything for the next three months on a Wednesday, we'll just record it in three months time. Like we'll just pick the next Wednesday they've got as our priority because Wednesday is our day. Yeah, absolutely. And so so that's the first thing is we intensify the work into a Wednesday. And that is basically our Wednesday is when we do content creation podcasts or a bit of content that we're going to put inside of the membership, the league. We might record a training or whatever. Um, we also, um, that's also the day we show up live to stuff. So that's the day when we have almost all, in fact, I think all of our live events inside of the membership, the league are all on a Wednesday. And what this means is, on a Wednesday, we get up in the morning, we know that all we're going to be thinking about all day long is email marketing, different email marketing strategies for other people and how we can share that and how we can teach that. We're thinking about teaching and giving an output. Yeah. And that that intense experience means that once it's all recorded, we can pass on the activities of implementing and distributing and editing and sharing that content to other members of the team that were at this point we have built so far. Now, for you, that might not be that you've got members of the team, but when you have got members of the team, that's when you'll be able to do that, right? Now, the only exception to all of this is, of course, the daily emails. Yes. So the daily emails uh, we do live in the moment every single day for the most part. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the only exception to this in a second. So as you probably know, unless you're very new to our world and our podcast, in which case, hello, um, we send an email every single day, 365 days of the year to our email list of people. There's obviously some other emails that get sent to people like members of the league or people who bought a particular thing and need to get access to it. Obviously, they get some customer only emails. But in terms of our general list, Every single day an email gets sent. And at the moment, currently, that is done live in the moment. So when you get an email from us, that was written uh, into our email marketing platform and it was written half an hour before it was sent. Maximum of four hours before it was sent if we're doing a split test or something like that. But that's a whole different episode about split tests and subject lines. Uh, So for the most part, it was written and sent the same day. Every now and then, I'll feel a wind of inspiration. And on a Friday, I might write Saturday and Sunday's emails so I can take Saturday and Sunday off completely. Sometimes, not always, sometimes. Just depends how I feel. And so those emails are written in the moment. But again, it takes minutes. So like typically less than 10 minutes to write those emails and get them queued up and get them sent. So that's a maximum of like 10 minutes a day. And truthfully, that's the only like real in the moment that needs to be done every day piece of work that we do. The exception to that, of course, is that every four to six weeks, we'll run a new campaign, uh, which replaces our daily emails. So for example, if we were going to do a webinar, that might be a 13 day long campaign. And over the course of those emails, people over the course of those 13 days, people are going to get a minimum of one email a day, sometimes more if it's like the closing of the offer or something. Those emails are usually pre-written in one go, we'll talk about in a second, pre-written in one go, we take our entire list and just drop them into the front of it, let it run for two weeks, and then I'll keep an eye on it. And when that comes to an end, the next day, I just get back to daily emails again. Uh, That way, there's no chance. In an email, in a campaign like that, where there's lots of moving parts, for sure you could do it live, but there's a chance of people being missed, ending up in the wrong segments, getting confused. If it's just an automation that's built out and everyone runs through it, then that's much more secure. And also, if you're in the middle of a promotion, what you don't want to do is 
as well as everything that's going on in the business during a promotion. You might be dealing with affiliates or you're dealing with traffic or you're dealing with, oh, that thing's broken or we need to update that or whatever changes you're making. You don't want to also be calculating, right, which segment do I send this message out to and, and I need to include this search and do this filter. You don't want to be thinking about that. Set up the automation beforehand when there's not pressure behind you of the inertia of that of that live campaign. So yeah. we basically work on a, a new campaign, a new way of promoting one of our core products. At the end of the day, we've only got a couple of products, mostly that to promote our membership, the League of Email Marketing Heroes. And we put we come up with a new way of promoting that every four to six weeks. And you need to. You need it. And that's the reason the league actually exists, because we realized the re the way you sell more stuff is by is by talking about it from different angles, because not everyone buys the same reasons or whatever that kind of thing. Um so we needed a new way of come up, coming up with promotions and campaigns all the time. That's why we invented the league. That's why we created it, because we knew other people would get better results from um, from different campaigns too. So every four or six weeks, we're working on a new way, a new approach, a new campaign, a new structure for promoting our same thing. And sometimes it'll not be a new one that we roll out. It might be an old one. It might be that we've got our challenge campaign, right? So we might just go, and, if we're going to run our challenge, we'll just go and grab that, which is still in our email marketing system, and drop everybody into that. So, But we're definitely going to be stimulating people in new and interesting ways every four to six weeks, usually more often than that, um, because you want to make sure that they're being stimulated in different ways. So when we're coming up with a new campaign, let's say this week we're going we're gonna to figure it out, it all starts off with usually on a Monday, me me or Rob calling each other and going, I've got this idea of a different way of talking about the league. And then we'll sit and we'll throw it around a bit. So we'll plan it. We'll go, okay, what happens if this? And what happens then? And how does that different? And how do we make that more interesting? And how do we make sure that it's, uh, that it's going to appeal to people who haven't engaged in the past? And as part of that, sometimes we'll get to the end and go, that's nah, a shit idea. We'll just throw it out and we'll go, never mind. It was fun. It was a fun thought experiment. It's actually a bad idea. It won't work because of this. Never mind. Let's move on. Totally, totally. And then other times we'll have a great idea and we'll run it and it won't work. And, <laughs> uh, and, and that happens, that happens like a lot, believe you me. Uh, we've just done one and it was a complete uh, goose egg. So yeah, that, didn't, that sucked. And then other times we'll run one and it works and it brings in customers and people love it, people engage and it gets great results. And that's what we teach inside the league, right? So after we've planned it and we've come up with all the, like, the moving parts, then what we do is we divide the task up. And we divide it up so that we can then batch create each of the elements. So what you don't want to do is go, okay, I've got this email, new email campaign I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run. I'll write the email. Okay, I'll write an email number one. Ooh, and that email says, go watch my video. Great, okay. So I'll do my hair and I'll put my favorite shirt on. I'll set the camera up and get the lights right. Oh, blum and heck, the dogs next door are barking. I'll have to just wait until they've gone out. Right, they've gone out. Set up the camera, record the video. Great, stop the video, upload it to my computer. Right, now while that's uploading, I'll write the next email. Write the next email, great. And the fourth email says another video. Right, okay, um, I'll set the camera up and the dogs are barking again next time. We don't want to do that. We don't, we don't want to be doing it in, in sequence. What we want to do is plan it so that we can sit in one sitting and record all the videos that are needed for that email campaign. So some campaigns only ever need one video. That's great, you sit and make the video. Some campaigns, if you're using our, in, uh, uh, our Time Lord campaign, for example, our Time Lord campaign, for your, those of you who are members of the league, know that you need a few, a few different videos. I think you need five different videos. They're all very slightly, uh, very slightly different, but they are different. So you want to record all them in one sitting. So you're going to divide it all out. Record all the videos in one sitting. Then you're going to write all the emails in one sitting. And what? And here's 
Rob, do you want to just share how we write emails? Because I think people will be probably a little, maybe a bit surprised about how we do that. Yeah, so whenever we create any form of campaign with multiple emails, we actually write it into a Google document first, so it doesn't go anywhere near our email marketing platform. And what we will sometimes do, just for full transparency, is open the email marketing platform and physically build out the campaign just so we sort of get an idea as to, in other words, take the plan that we've got and build it out physically without any of the emails in it. So they'll just be empty emails so that we can see, oh, people are going to go through that email and then they wait for 24 hours, then they'll get that one, then it'll decide whether they go through that route or that route and all of that stuff. Then open a Google document and say, well, how many emails do we need? So there's five emails there, plus two emails there, plus another email there. Okay, great. Let's grab a Google document. Let's map out those emails. So email one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, say, and then go through and write the emails in a Google document. I tend to do the first draft of all emails. That link then gets sent to Kennedy. And obviously Google documents allows real-time collaboration on docs. So now Kennedy can go through and he can make suggestions and using the Google Documents suggestion feature, we're literally, he's not changing my emails, he's adding suggestions that I can then review. And with one click, I can either accept them and it'll change in the document or I can say, no, he's misunderstood that and I can add a comment back and decline them or whatever. And at the end of it, you end up with some emails where typically the first draft, they're pretty good. And Kennedy will just say, maybe change that. This one's great. Leave it as it is. That one, just maybe add in this word. I didn't quite read that the way you meant it. So maybe change that word to this word. And then it's done. Once they're done, we then copy and paste the emails into the emails in the actual automation itself. And that way it allows real-time collaboration. If you're a business partnership, that works well. If you've got somebody like a VA who's helping you with your emails, they can do that. And you can go through and make the amendments and suggestions for them and send those back. It's all done in real time. You can actually see where the other person's cursor is as they're looking at the Google document. I mean, it's magic, isn't it, really, when you consider it? It's it's real magic. And the reason we do it in a Google document is because as you're writing the emails, you're not simultaneously having to juggle the technology of your email platform of, I've written that email, now I'm going to drag in a timer, now I'm going to drag in another email, and now I'm going to write the email. Your brain's in one creative zone, and that is writing emails. Just write them in the document and then figure out the tech separately and you're free of the tech. And then at the same time as we're doing that and we're writing that email, we'll because we've done the plan already, we'll have our graphic designer, Perul, doing the graphics for that particular promotion if there's any. So if we needed like a cover image or a, a little image of the product or anything like that, that's getting done at the same time. So that means we can we can be having uh, we can be more productive. We can we can get these things done faster. Simultaneously, actually Peru in our case is the person who builds our pages. So she goes into, we use Convertery to build our, our landing pages and sales pages and stuff. So she'll build the sales pages and the payment pages get built by our developer. So that's all happening at the same time as we're doing our bit, right? And then here's a really important bit. Test it. You want to go through and click every link. Make sure it goes to where it's supposed to go. Um, t- get your product that's on sale. If it's a new product page, drop the price in your back end of your product to $1 or something or 50 cents or 50p or whatever and go through and buy the damn thing. Make sure it works. And then, of course, don't do what we did once, which is don't forget to go and put the price back up again. Go put the price up to properly, otherwise you'll end up um, giving away everything for a dollar. But go through and test every single thing. It takes like five minutes, 
but oh my God, will it save you a lot of stress later. A really worthwhile way of testing stuff, by the way, with email is to create a, this is like a whole new episode in itself, but create like your email address. So like joeblogstest at gmail.com and then have joeblogstest plus one, joeblogstest plus two. It's the same email address, the same inbox. You're just adding a plus one, plus two, plus three before the at sign. Um, Gmail will treat those as different email addresses effectively. Um, and then that means that you can go through the different routes. So like joeblogs plus one clicks on a link, Joe blogs plus two doesn't click on a link and then you know depending on the different routes they get passed through through the email campaign you'll actually be able to track them and see how they both work that's how we do it all yeah we'll probably do a whole episode on that actually i think that'd be really good to uh to really go into how we actually physically do that in detail so yeah we basically spend 70 percent of our time in our entire business so the hours we do work 70 percent of that is actually spent on doing email marketing stuff because at the end of the day, that's where the conversions happen. Right. And that's 70% of the practical time. I think 90% of the thinking time is on email. And here's the thing. That would be the case if we didn't teach email marketing. If our business was selling courses on, I don't know, flower arranging or something wildly different, we would still be spending 70% of our time doing email marketing. Of course we would, because at the end of the day... We all know that you make more money by figuring out different ways to turn more subscribers into customers and spending more time on turning those customers into repeat customers than doing anything else. Look, like Rob, like Rob said before, there has been days when I've said, I've got nothing to do with you. Is there anything you need to do or anything I'm missing? And he said, no, chill out, go play on the PlayStation or whatever. Because at the end of the day, there's only so much you can post on each of the social media channels. And then after that, you have to figure out and focus on, okay, how do I... So for example, we post once, sometimes twice a day, but mostly once a day in our Facebook group, the Email Marketing Show community, right? And many of you know that. If I posted five times a day in that, I'm diluting the reach of that thing. So instead, I'm better just to focus on how do I make the one t- one post a day better, more engaging, serve the members better, serve the business better. I, I'm better to focus on making the quality of those posts on each channel better, but not actually creating more work for myself. Whereas looking looking at your email marketing and spending more time figuring out new angles, new ways of making those offers is the thing that actually turns people into customers and grows your business. That's what we should be focusing on. So at the very top of this episode, we talked about people saying, oh, I don't really have time to do my email marketing. It does beg the question, and we don't just mean this facetiously or because we teach email marketing. I generally don't know what else people are doing. Right, that's taking up so much time. You've obviously got to serve clients and create content and create all of that stuff. And you've got to do some general other bits and bobs. But generally speaking, email is the thing that's going to drive the growth in your business. And if you don't find or make or have the time to do it um, or have somebody do it with you, then you are not going to be able to grow the business that you want. Totally. And it's one of the reasons, like, because we value freedom and flexibility so much. Yes, that's why we've put everything on a Wednesday. But it's also the reason we don't do anything else that's live. The only live thing we do is stuff for our members inside the league on on Wednesdays. Like, that's the only live thing we do. We don't do a Facebook Live on a Monday and an Instagram real live video-y thing. I don't even know what it's called. And the reason is it wouldn't grow our business. What's that? It wouldn't grow our business. Like it's just not, it wouldn't help us. It wouldn't help us make more sales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So 
That's what a, a week in the life here at Email Marketing Heroes looks like. It's very intense on a Wednesday. We get everything done then. We think about stuff on the other days and do some building of stuff to make sure we're able to move more people towards becoming customers and getting value and seeing results from your email marketing. That's what we do. And just before we get into uh, the next section, I think we should tell everyone a surprising thing uh, about this special 100th episode. The, the really surprising thing about this 100th episode is we've recorded the whole thing naked yeah indeed uh it's good uh and you know we, we thought you know what do people do when they you know when they have a hundred of something you know what do you do when you've when you when you reach a hundred episodes how do you celebrate and uh that was what somebody told us to do uh that's what apparently is a tradition in podcasting uh so thank you to thank you to them for telling us to do that i'm gonna grab a screenshot and stick it on the on the social medias yeah so, so can... glad, thank you for that advice we're glad to be a part of that movement Thank you all. Thank you all. So, yes, by the way, if we've been talking about this a lot, if you're thinking about, okay, I want to I see how I can fit email marketing, more email marketing into my particular business, because you, maybe you feel busy or maybe too busy to be doing your email marketing. I would love to know, genuinely, I'm not trying to fight you on this. I just would like to genuinely understand, as a piece of research, what do you fill your days with? Now, yes, that if you do client delivery work, I get that. I totally get you've got to do client delivery work. But what else are you filling your days with? Or you want to discuss this and anything else about your email marketing, come and join us in our free Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community, or um, you can just go to go to Facebook, search for the Email Marketing Show Community, or just open up your browser like Chrome or whatever and search for, not search for, go to robandkennedy.group, and that will forward you over to the group. This is a long old episode. It's time for... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. This week's subject line, I thought I'd pull out one of mine that I used very recently, and it's sideways underpants. Pulling out your underpants, eh? I'm just pulling out my underpants. The whole email was, uh, the, the, the idea was that people sometimes make it more difficult for themselves than they should. And basically, I bought some new underpants the other day, some fancy ones. I thought I'd treat myself, you know, a little bit of close to close to the flesh comfort and I thought I'd I'd get some Ted Baker underpants so I got them and every time I put them on I mean this is a horrible visual you're very welcome they've put the tags in the side well tags on underpants and other undergarments often go at the back mostly go at the back so every time I go to put them on and then I do do myself a mischief because I'm trying to put my leg in the wrong place and basically what I said is like at the end of the day don't try and make things difficult for customers. You want to make sure that you build on their beliefs. You want to make sure that you build on what they're already doing and not doing themselves a mischief. So that was the that was the message. And again, proof that there are email ideas and content literally everywhere, even when you're putting your pants on in the morning. So this week's was sideways underpants. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. If you've enjoyed this episode, you found value in it, make sure to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on whatever your favourite podcast player is. I'm trying desperately hard not to sneeze. Do you know how hard that is? You're trying to hold in a sneeze. Uh, (laughs) Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also share this episode on your favourite social media platforms to let other people benefit from this lovely insight into everything that we're doing. Well, we made it 100 episodes, and it's thanks to you for listening. We really, really appreciate you. We'll see you all next week for more of this. See you then. The email marketing show. Is that our longest episode? The I think so. 38 minutes. Mar-